Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, a strong and powerful Dr. Brad Klontz. Brad, are you ready to do this? I think so, George. I'm a little intimidated. Don't be. I, I okay, feel like right. feel like you are you are more than prepared, sir. All right. Brad, Dr. Brad is a CFP. He is a financial psychologist, a professor, and author who's been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and many others. I'm excited to have you on. Brad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. So I have a weird title of financial psychologist. So essentially, I'm a clinical psychologist who, over the years, developed an expertise in personal finance, and I study the psychology of wealth. Actually, one of the fascinating things for me is studying the psychology of self-made millionaires. We've done lots of studies on that. But I really got interested in the psychology of money when I got out of school. I owed $100,000 in student loan debt. I got into day trading because it just seemed like the right thing to do, George. And I ended up losing my money because of the tech bubble. Mm. And so at that time, I'm like, why would a reasonably intelligent person do something so stupid when it came to money? And that's what actually sent me on my search to discover for myself. And then and years later now, there's an entire field of financial psychology, which I'm super happy to be a part of. Nice. I appreciate all that. So, so you got into day trading, lost some money. And now, however many years ago that that's been, you said it was the, during the dot-com. And here we are today, and I have to think that day trading is probably more popular than ever. What are your thoughts on that? And just give me your take on on, on, on some of these new fintech apps. It's really unbelievable, George. So about two summers ago, I've got 14-year-old nephews. They're like, hey, check out this new app. It's TikTok. <laughs> and I'm looking at TikTok, and I'm like, oh, my God, day trading is back, George. I had no idea. Like, I thought... It was all gone after the tech bubble. <laughs> um, but but of course, of course, it's back. You know, it's been a huge bull run and a lot of young investors come in and they think, oh, easy profits and they start believing the lies. And of course, you know, you make trades in, a, in an upward moving market. Hey, they turn out pretty well. Right. Just statistically speaking. Sure. And so I was really alarmed to see how popular this has become, because this is nothing new. It's been going on for 100 years. Day trading has been. Um, and it's even harder now than it's ever been with supercomputers and um, you know all the information available. And so it's just this entire new generation of people who are getting some early success and are gonna get utterly destroyed. And it breaks my heart. And so essentially I got on TikTok to have, to, I was desperate to actually try to stop people from losing all their money. <laughs> um, and so that's really what drew me there. And essentially what I do is I, I share the statistics, like the actual studies on outcomes of day trading, just as an example, one of the things I do. And what's amazing is all these distortions and cognitive distortions people have right in the face of the data. So, for example, studies have shown about 97% of day traders lose money, 3% make money, but of those 3%, only one of that percentage make more than minimum wage. So that's the actual results. Um, and what's so fascinating is the mindset that many, typically young male investors, have around how um, I, I'm like yucking their wow, how I'm pessimistic. <laughs> How I'm obviously like don't know what I'm talking about all these frankly George It's all the exact same mindset that I had when yeah. I got into it 
Um, and so it's something I'm super passionate about trying to educate people about just because this is something that just happens repeatedly every generation and then people end up learning the hard way and it, it's it's a brutal path. I, obviously that set me on my journey of really discovering why I would do this. Why would a reasonably intelligent person do this? And typically these individuals are people who are growing up lower income. Um, they don't want to be poor. They, they, they see that, you know, they see, they see on social media people leaning up against Ferraris, you know, selling their day trading courses. And it's incredibly seductive, incredibly seductive, this idea that I'm going to get rich quick, um, especially if you're coming from a lower socioeconomic background. Interesting. That, that was sort of what I wanted. There were a couple of different topics I really wanted to touch on. You mentioned that you study the psychology of self-made millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, how many self-made millionaires day trade? I haven't met any. <laughs> None. To be honest. Now, I, I might have a biased sample, but sure. I've never met one. Yeah. And why do you suppose that is? Um, you know what's interesting? I've met a lot of self-made millionaires who tried day trading for mm. a while. <laughs> um, and I think it's just, it's the statistics. It's like the odds are stacked against you. And even that 1% who are making more than minimum wage, I mean, there's a get, there's a real strong argument to be made that that's just sort of standard error of measurement. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have a, sta- you're gonna, you know, you're going to have that statistically. Um, and so it's just really super tough to beat the market. And, and this isn't stuff I'm making up, you know, like 95% of pro traders on Wall Street can't beat the index over 15 years. Um, and so I, I just think it's it's that data is super important to get out there so that people can make informed decisions. And I tell people, hey, look, it's your money. I just want you to understand the odds. You know, so if this is something you're wanting to do. Meanwhile, if you do, you know, if, if you take a different approach and look at just average gains over the course of, of you know, I, the one I give out is, you know, if you saved and invested five dollars a day at 10 percent return, you'd be you'd have a million dollars in 42 years. So this is another message I really try to put out there. And and for me, the passion, you can tell too, is that I really want to help people out who don't know any millionaires and don't know mm. any people who are successful at investing to really, they don't know what people do. And that was my issue when I was, when I first got out of school, I was like, I didn't know what people did. And I saw a friend of mine make $100,000 trading stocks in one year. And I, I remember sitting next to him and he was buying a stock. It was, I remember the stock too, it was EMC. And, and he's like, boom, look, I just bought a thousand shares. And I'm like, well, what's EMC? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Click, you know, and he made, he made $100,000 doing that. And I'm like, I, I know as much as he knows, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, so I thought it was a good way to get out of debt. And so people get really attracted to it, especially if you're if you're feeling like you're coming from generations of poverty or people not knowing how to do it. It's just one of many sort of get rich quick, um, seductive, uh, quote, opportunities that get thrown at, at people who don't know any better. And so it, it, it's it's really tempting to do because you want to transform your life. You want to you want to bring your family up from poverty. Um, I'm just using that as one example of people getting into day trading. I know other people do it too. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate all that. Uh, so is is there a way, I mean, we talk about you're, 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 you're sharing how you are going on the social media apps, TikTok, whatever it might be and saying, hey, listen, you know, I, I'm not trying to yuck your wow or or, or, or what whatever that that might be but here is the reality of of what's going on i mean what else if if you were actually able to sit down and i'm 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 sure that you are or have a a, an actual conversation with some of these folks how do you find that that people are actually moved to stop doing it or to make changes because it needs to go beyond just the data right yeah i think that for 
for many people, it's sort of planting the seed. And then I just know, George, that they're going to have to just experience it themselves. Okay. <laughs> um, especially if they have some early success. You know, that that's actually where we get into the most trouble, frankly, is where we're doing some sort of behavior that actually works for a while, you know. Um, and that's when we get have a tendency to get burned really hard on the other end. So I'm sort of trying to plant the seed, and I'm also trying to show – the methodology that that actually most wealthy people are doing, you know, so without giving financial advice, which, of course, I can't do on TikTok or anywhere else in, unless I'm working with an actual client. I'm trying to just share with them. This is the research. This is the data. This is what we're seeing to be true for people, um, because, again, a lot of these people don't know who to talk to. They don't have any models and they're really being sold this um, get rich quick stuff that it's incredibly seductive. Um, and it's really easy to get entangled in. And so one of the other things I try to do is really push hard that, um, to push against the idea of learned helplessness, which is the sense that um, if you grew up not having much or you're sort of stuck in that mentality, you might have this belief that it's impossible for you. Mm -hmm. And then th that's what leads people to take um, extraordinary risks and end up losing their money. Thinking, thinking frankly too, one of the other misconceptions people have is that you know, self-made millionaires are incredible risk, swashbuckling risk takers. You know, and that's actually not true. You know, they have a tendency to the only way to become wealthy, quite frankly, is to save and invest like I, I and you probably know this, too, George. I know a lot of people who make incredibly large incomes who have very little net worth because you know, they're not true. saving and investing. And I also know, you know, this the millionaire next door. I've done studies that have replicated this. Um, you know, the average millionaire, about 70 percent of the millionaires are employees. <laughs> Which, which, by the way, blows people's minds because on social media, it's like the only way to become wealthy is to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not discouraging, um, you know, starting your own business. I'm just actually just stating the fact that actually seven out of 10 happen to be employees. And so what did they do? They just became really good at saving and investing. Um, and, and the hardest part of that scenario is actually the saving part. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just that mindset. So having the mindset that, hey, look, you can take yourself to the next level. Don't don't count on the government. Don't count on a rich uncle. You know, and that's why I give the five dollar a day example, because I've worked with a lot of people who, um, you know, are, are even having minimum wage jobs and we're working in fast food industries and just showing them the numbers and the light goes off in their head. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. You mean this is possible for me? And that's the light bulb I want to have um, turned on in the minds of all Americans, quite frankly. Yeah. Amen. So the idea of learned helplessness that you are disenfranchised that there's not really any way out and so that leads you to take enormous risk that that certainly does make sense um my brain went to the idea of some kind of a, a teenage kid who joins a gang or starts dealing drugs because that's the only way and that's obviously the riskiest behavior you can probably engage in which can land you in jail or or, or dead is that an extreme example it is it is and that that is a sense of um learned helplessness in the sense that there's no way for me to do this um, outside of doing something it's extraordinary. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, it's also an example of a get rich quick mindset, yeah. because when you actually when you actually look at the statistics around drug dealing, just as an example, um, they don't make a lot of money. They actually make lower than minimum wage. Um, and there, there's been some actual some studies done on that. Um, but what they see is they see fancy cars. They see they see um, this image of this get rich quick. And, and again, it's it's extremely attractive, especially if you grew up in in sort of the traumatic experience of not having enough, the traumatic experience of poverty. So I think it's just another example of um, and there's many of these things, obviously, people playing the lottery. Uh, there's many examples of this desperate get rich quick 
Um, and and we're wired for this too, by the way. This this is actually human nature. You have to overcome this human nature. We're wired to um, want things right now, to want them fast, and we're actually wired to not delay gratification and not save for the future. And so that's actually one of the hacks is you have to get your animal brain super excited about delaying gratification. And so, for example, we did a study where we um, got people to create really exciting visions of why they're saving. Like an abstract savings account does not motivate anybody. It's actually pretty boring. And frankly, I'd much rather have a vacation right now than to put money in this amorphous savings account for some future whatever. Um, and so what we did in our study is we got people really excited, very specific, visualizing what these goals are, creating visual representations of these goals. And what we saw is a 73% increase in savings immediately, within wow. one month. Nice. They increased their savings by 73% because it became visceral, it became visual, it became real and, and emotional. And so that's part of what I'm doing with my research and, and putting that message out there is if you can get super specific about your goal, you can overcome this natural tendency to spend it as you have it and to consume. I love it. That's super powerful. Just and, and, and also the reality that that well, I don't know if it's a reality or not, but the the reality that there's a lot of people out there that have probably ne- never met a millionaire before and so it's so abstract. But you have all these resources and you've done all these studies that say, okay, you don't necessarily need to know somebody personally, but just know that these are the characteristics. These are what these people do, and that can really serve as the example of, yes, I don't know him personally, but he or she, this is exactly what he or she does with their money and their spending. Exactly. And so part of what I do is I try to myth bust hmm. around millionaires and multimillionaires. <clears throat> and again, this creates so much resistance for people because they're seeing on Instagram these people leaning up against Lamborghinis and wearing Rolex watches, et cetera. Yeah. So, but, but I've actually studied thousands of multimillionaires. And just as an example, we compared a group of people who had about 11 million in net worth to a group of people who had $500,000 in net worth. And we asked them a bunch of psychological stuff, but we also asked them, how much money did you spend on your watch, your car, your vacation, and your house? And what we found is those people who had about 11 million in net worth spent only twice as much on those things than the people who had um, 500,000. So they had 18 times more money. Wrap your head around that, but they only spent twice as much. And so what they were spending on a car was about $40,000. Now that's not a Lamborghini, um, that's not a Porsche. Um, what they spent on a watch was about $800. What they spent on a house was about $500,000. Um, these individuals, most of them went to public school. Most of them actually worked. Most of them were self-made in the sense that they didn't grow up rich. They weren't born rich. Um, and so, again, these, these, are, these are critical, critical elements to understand about most self-made millionaires because it goes, it's the exact opposite of what you see on t- television, what you see on social media. And for me, it's incredibly empowering it's incredibly empowering that you can get there, but you need to understand they have a very different mindset. And that mindset is very much focused on the only thing that makes you wealthy, which is actually holding on to some of that money that passes through you. you know. And it doesn't even have to be that much, but they're holding on to a percentage and they're saving and investing it. And if you don't have that mindset, the capturing some of that money and saving it and investing as it goes through your life, if you have that mindset, you can become a millionaire. And I almost don't even care what you do for a living um, because I've seen it happen for people in every different job category. You got to have that mindset, though, or you're never going to be able to achieve that. 
Yeah. Give me the example again. You save $5 a day and 40 years later you'd have a million dollars. Yeah. So here's, here's the simple math. It's $5 a day at 10% return. And I just use that as an, as an example. And I get people all the time saying 10%, where do you get that? It's just an example of the <laughs> S and P 500 for the last hundred years. Yeah. Okay. That, that's just an example. That's what it's returned is actually return more than that. Um, but who knows what it'll do in the future. It's just an example of compound interest, $5 a day, 10% return in 42 years, you're a millionaire. And, and I hear all the time people say, well, a million dollars won't be worth that much in 42 years. So I say, okay, fine, inflation. So save $6 today. <laughs> um, so, it, but it's the <laughs> mindset and I'm trying to really drive home the point because certainly you can find a way to make an extra $5 a day. And if you don't have any ideas, email me because there's a million ideas, like walk around your neighborhood, mow the grass. You know, um, There's all sorts of things you can do to get an extra $5 a day to do that. And what an incredible thing you can do for your family legacy. Damn, amen. What's the psychology behind somebody who actually takes the time to write a comment or send you a message saying, 10%, where do you get that number, or inflation? Yeah, of so course I think I'm... it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, right? So so part of what I'm, I'm doing is pe- people have these biases, right? Um, and if you have the bias that, um, and I do a lot of research on beliefs around money, so that's one of the things that I've done tons of research on, um, and your beliefs around money predict your income, your net worth, um, your credit card debt, and a whole host of financial behaviors. And so, for example, one of the beliefs we, we've identified that is highly self-destructive is we call it money avoidance beliefs. So this is like money corrupts, rich people are greedy, there's virtue in living l- with less money. So this is just one money pattern that's highly self-destructive. And so if you believe that money corrupts and you know there's virtue in living with less money, and if you really strongly believe that, if somebody presents this to you that, wait a second, all I have to do is save $5 a day, and invest it at 10% and I'll be a millionaire in 42 years. Well, wh- hold on a second. In my mind, I thought the only way to become a millionaire was to take advantage of your employees. <laughs> and so so this goes directly against that when I'm sitting here telling you anyone can do it. Um, and so then what you might do is you might come up with excuses to invalidate that. And so that that's essentially what you're seeing. You're seeing that this, this information is conflicting with somebody's pre- preconceived notions and beliefs, which they usually get from their parents or grandparents, or um, they always come from a very logical place. But this is, I think, the biggest barrier to financial success are your beliefs around money. And, um, and and so you have to become aware of what those are because your beliefs around money predict your financial outcomes. Yeah, I like it. Well, Brad, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So this is my, my number one tip in every aspect of your life if you want to succeed. And that is this, find somebody who's a step or two ahead of you or has achieved the goal you want to achieve and, and really try to dive into their psychology and their understanding. And I'll give you a quick example. If you wanted to write a book, don't go talk to somebody who's never written a book. They're going to give you a thousand reasons why it's impossible. Find somebody who's actually written a book and they're going to tell you, of course you can write a book. Of course you can. It's, it's just a given. And this is how you do it. So at every stage along your life, find somebody a step or two ahead or who has achieved the goal and you listen to them. Don't listen to anyone else. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on, Brad. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So I am at bradklontz.com is my website. I'm at Dr. Brad Klontz on all social media, um, and uh, look forward to meeting you. Excellent, Savage Nation. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Brad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to bradklontz.com. That's b r a d k l o n t z.com. 
Follow him on social media at Dr. Brad Klontz. Thank you again, Brad. Thanks, George. Good fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.